The secret is out. Video is the fastest and easiest way to get your viewers hungry for your product or service. This is the Video Marketing World Podcast, and we are 100% dedicated to helping businesses, entrepreneurs, and creators grow their following and turn it into profit. We are going to bring in world-class guests who will educate us on the ins and outs of video, marketing, and business development, all so that we can help you achieve your goals. Whether you want more views, more engagement, lead generation strategies, more profit, or simply to scale your business, whether it's on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or via live stream, we have got you covered. Let's get to some video marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Video Marketing World podcast. My name is Scott Simpson. I'm the CEO of Video Marketing World. Very excited to be here with you today. I've got an an awesome guest, uh, but before I bring him on, I just want to say, you guys, part of YouTube success or success in general as a content creator is being around the right people, being in the right room, doing the right things, and learning from the people who have done it before. And if if you guys are interested in being in the room with the people who are moving and shaking in this industry. Then we have an event coming up in January, January 14th and 15th. It's called the Dark Horse Accelerator Program. And and this program, the whole purpose behind it is to teach you how to make $250,000 in one year using video. Now, there are some prerequisites. You've got to have a business. You have had to at least started doing some video so you know the struggle and you have gone through the struggle. But we want to teach you how to get to that next level. And we're going to be doing that at the Video Marketing World Accelerator class. If you're interested in attending that, contact us. You can leave us a message on Facebook or just, you know, DM me. I'm good to go. All right. With that said, you guys, we have an awesome guest today. Now, this guy has, uh, he's got over, I think it's 1.4, 1.5 million subscribers on his combined channels on YouTube. He's crushing it in the space. He's done very, very well for himself. Now he's doing some consulting Oh, and beyond that, he's my cousin. So we're kin. We're kin, folks. Uh, welcome to the podcast, that Denver guy, Mr. Denver Moore. How are you, buddy? Thank you. Doing awesome, man. Good to, good to get the cousins, the whole family reunion back at it again. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> Anytime we get on a call, though, it's like we, we just we just go at it, man. We just talk talk business. It's great. Talk shop. So I'm excited for yeah. people to to hear a little bit about what we talk about behind the scenes, you know, like the fly on the wall type of a deal. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about uh, YouTube. So the, the, the question I want to ask you, and, and because, you know, every guest that comes on talking about YouTube on any podcast, they always say the same things. You know, it's all about the CTR and it's all about the watch time and it's all about blah, blah, blah. And, and they just say the exact same thing. So let's get a little bit beyond that. And let's talk about some of the things that they aren't saying. What are the things that you are looking at that are beyond the CTR? Beyond, you know, and, and for those of you guys who are, just, who are listening brand new to YouTube, CTRs click through rate. So basically, when somebody sees a thumbnail, how likely are they to click through to watch the video? So let's talk about what, what's, what happens beyond that, Denver. So uh, Scott mentioned it, but I work with, you know, multiple channels and the multiple millions of subscribers and like closely, like I'm, I'm channel manager, I'm creative director. So, you know, I'm in, in, in the thick of things with these very successful creators. We're trying to figure things out like every other YouTube channel out there. I always joke that the guys at the top, it's not that they're good at YouTube, right? It's just that they're less bad than the rest of us, right? We're all learning and there's still these mysteries that we got to figure out. One of the mysteries is, yeah, CTR and ABD, right? You think these are important things and especially click-through rate CTR, ABD, average view duration, and then APV, 
average percentage viewed, right? So it's like, what weight does YouTube put into each of these? But the truth is, I've seen videos go ultra viral, like multi-millions, tens of millions of views. And these things have the lowest CTR, the lowest AVD, the lowest APV I've ever seen. I've seen videos with really high, you know, analytics all across the board that like it should be and not go, not go anywhere at all. And it confounds even the most successful YouTubers. Like there, there's no rhyme or reason for a lot of these things. So, okay, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, we all, we, oh no, you're totally fine. Yeah, we all work together. We're all like, okay, so maybe it's not an analytical thing. Maybe there's just something else behind behind uh, the scenes or something that that YouTube has has taken into account in order to get the good videos out there, right? The videos that we like seeing, we click away. We don't even know why we enjoyed it so much, but we just enjoyed it. It's not that we watched it a long time, therefore I enjoy it. It's not that I clicked on it specifically, therefore why I enjoy it more. It's uh, what, what we're thinking in the end is that there is some underlying just comfort factor. And there's not really an analytic that we can put onto that. But when you watch a video and you go, man, that just felt good, right? So what's behind that then, right? is uh, something we've really been focusing on is storytelling. And that's something you've talked a lot about, Scott, is that, I mean, there's so many people that have done this throughout the beginning of time, back to Shakespeare and way beyond that. If people were saying, you know, there's there's a, a person who wants something, a main character, a hero, right? We've heard about the hero's journey. They want something, they struggle and they struggle and they struggle to get it. And then eventually they get it, right? So if we can make every video kind of about those challenges and that journey, Maybe that's like the secret touch that we really need that just trumps all other analytics that we thought were way more important than they are. Well, we're even talking about completely scripting videos now on channels where it used to be like reality-based content because the purpose is to tighten up the edits and to make sure that there is always a beginning, middle, and end. And the end has to have some type of a resolution that is emotionally triggering. So that way the audience, the viewer feels connected at an emotional level to the content. And if you can create that in video, you will win YouTube every day of the week. And it doesn't matter what your CTRs are, as long as you can connect with the audience. Yeah. So when we think about this, it's kind of funny because do you, do you ever watch The Voice? Yeah. Okay. So think about The Voice, right? So there was just a winner. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but I, I, you know, I guess, I guess it ended a, a week or so ago. I was watching with with my wife Lauren, and I go, "Do you think these coaches know who won already?" And she's like, "No, that would ruin it." And I'm like, "I think they know. I think they just know ahead of time. I think they know everything that's going to be said. I think uh, is it Carson Carson Daly that does the the hosting? I think the judges are even fed things to say." I, I really, I'm starting to think based on what we know about YouTube, what we know about TV and movies. I mean, in movies, every single thing is scripted. And when it's not, it's a big deal because we're like, oh my gosh, it was improvised. Whereas on YouTube, we're trying to improvise everything almost. Yeah. And it's like, maybe we should be following what these guys already know is successful in movies and TV shows and even live TV shows, right? Maybe that's the way we should be going. Maybe that's how we get rid of the filler, the nonsense, all the stuff that makes people click away. And we just have one solid core valuable product. If you think about it, 
I don't know what an average television show makes in terms of revenue, but I, I would imagine, you know, let's just say it's a million dollars. Average television show makes a million dollars. If you had a million dollars on the line for every single one of your YouTube videos, you would make the absolute best video that you could possibly make. And it would be scripted and every second would be intentional. Every second would lead to the next second. So you had that view duration going 95%, 100%. And it would be like the best YouTube video ever. Uh, you think about Mr. Beast, he's got millions of dollars on the line every single time he makes a video. And so he is constantly planning. I mean, you've talked to Mr. Beast guys who I've talked to, we've talked to Collins Key. Every single thing that they put in those videos is intentional and for a reason. And they do it because they've got a million dollars on the line per video. Yeah, they can't fail. They cannot, you know, Mr. Beast with his team of, I mean, tens, almost probably, probably near a hundred people. And we, you know, talking to Collins Key, I mean, these are, these are YouTubers. The way YouTube is going is where TV and movies are at now, right? I mean, every everything has to be so carefully calculated that it can't fail. If Mr. Beast puts a video out and it gets a million views, he's in big trouble. How's he going to pay that big staff, right? He needs every single video to get at least 10 million, 20, 30, 80, 100 million views, right? And it's kind of funny what we consider a flop. It's kind of funny when you go through some of his like gaming videos and his... Uh, you know, some of his just IRL type challenge videos, um, you know, a flop for him is like 20 million. Yeah. That was probably a 10 out of 10, right? <laughs> just kind of gives you perspective. But the way YouTube is going, I think we just need to take it more seriously. You know, I, I don't think we can just sit in front of a camera and be like, hey, so today let's talk about how oh, that's just that's boring. You got to take it to the next, next, next level immediately. Okay. So what's your advice for somebody who doesn't have money to put into production, who doesn't have a lot of time to put in production, how do they create that type of content like at that level with low budget and no time? Like th this is the problem that we've, we've got to solve, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big question to have for, for people coming up. So low budget, no issue at all. I come from especially the gaming field where it's awesome and I'll grab the, my headset out. We all use these. This mic isn't great. The head, the you know, the sound's not great. You have these guys that are making millions of dollars probably per month on Twitch, on YouTube, streaming and content creation, and their microphones sound like they got it from the dollar store. It's like, why should that work? Well, because it's unique, it's original, it's funnier. It's you know, there's you could sit there all day. So budget, there's nothing. I mean, I'm I, I'm on a I'm on a laptop because my camera won't work. It's like we don't have to, you don't have to worry about that stuff as much. What you need is a good, valuable product that gives people a reason to, to stick around. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And then time, you're not going to get around time. It's going to take time. You and I know that Mr. Beast knows that that's why he spends hours from morning till night where he's at, because you have to put the time in to come up with the ideas to at least spin low budget into higher quality it will require time and there's no way around that. May as well just throw it out there. If you put the time into pre-production and you put the time into quality, you don't have to have the quantity, right? Most people on YouTube are like, I got to do four or five videos a week. And they're doing that because they're saying the exact same things that 10,000 other people in the, in the same niche are saying. If they spent an extra week on pre-production, planning things out and made that content their own and set it in their own way and did it with in, in a production format, you could put out one video a week and completely crush the people who are doing four or five videos a week. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully that one video works because that's kind of what Mr. Beast does, right? It's like we put out, so I work with channels, we put out six, seven videos a week in gaming that's just expected. 
But Mr. Beast Gaming, one video every week or two, right? And he'll get 30 million views. So it's like, well, should we stop putting time into six videos a week just so that seventh video is like incredible, amazing, and gets 30 million views? I don't know if that's the case, you know, because if you think about it this way, um, we record for like 45 minutes, we send it to an editor, thumbnail artist, we conceptualize the next game and stuff. It's not like it's taken a lot of time. We just found a, a, a time-saving formula, right? At the beginning, the time's going to be a lot, I, I guess, until you find that formula. And that's, you know, that's what we found. We probably only record for five hours a week and that's it. And these videos get, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of views just because we outsource editing and thumbnail work and all that stuff. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for your insights there. So let's shift gears here and talk about packaging for just a minute. We're, we're winding down, but I, I want to talk about packaging because packaging your content is uh, the most important aspect of YouTube, at least from a, an audience member perspective. Like that's what gets you to click on a video is the packaging. So what are some tips that you have for people? Be, and I'm, I'm bringing this up because I know you're, you're the master of it. Like you, you're the master of the hype game, the sensationalization. You were a Fortnite news channel. So you would always have to be hyping and, and sensationalizing the news that was coming out just so you could grab those, the attention and get the views. So what are some of your tips and advice for uh, packaging your content to get the audience to want to click? Yep. It's all, you got to dramatize everything, right? So I didn't like hit something. I smashed something, right? Something didn't run fast. It sprinted, right? So we're going to basic, like almost uh, like uh, writing, right? Where you're just using these more powerful words, but overall CTR, what it comes down to is having a good thumbnail, right? Having a good title, having a good concept and idea. That's probably the most important one. In fact, I should say that's number one, because without a good concept and idea for a video, your thumbnail and title, there's only, as I say, there's only so much lipstick you can put on that pig, right? Because if, if your video idea is bad, I don't care if you have the best thumbnail in the world. I'm still not going to click because I'm just not interested in the content. And then uh, the fourth idea, and this is kind of new that people are, are, are discussing and realizing is that your CTR of your current video is also based off your last video. If I didn't enjoy your last video as much, I'm less likely to click on your, your new one that just came out. Right. Does that make sense? If I if I'm not enjoying the last two or three videos, you could have a great thumbnail and idea, but I'm going, oh, it's just that guy again. Nah, I'm not really interested. So it's all you know, it's just all quality over a long period of time. But every video has to have the best title, the best thumbnail. And there's a lot more you could say about it. But those four things are the are the basic, most important. Yeah, I think spending time on ideation is worth its weight in gold, whatever its weight is. It's a lot, but it's it's absolutely worth it. Denver, awesome conversation. Thanks so much for joining me today. Appreciate you, man. And where can people find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at that Denver guy, YT. I give all YouTube advice, tips, you know, consultation, management. That's just my my thing now. Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, uh, I appreciate you. Take care. See you at the next family reunion. Sounds good. <laughs> and uh, for all you guys at home, hit record. That's what you got to do. You got to press record. If you're sitting there stalling, waiting, there is no time like today to get started. So just press that record button and get going. All right, you guys, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Video Marketing World podcast. If you could do us one favor, if you got any value out of this podcast, please share it. Share it with another entrepreneur. Share it with a business who has no idea what they're doing when it comes to video marketing, as they're only gonna get the benefits that you and I have already got. And if you are thinking about coming to Video Marketing World next year in Dallas, October 14th to 16th, 
go to videomarketing.world and you will see that there are VIP passes still available. We would love to see you there. And last but not least, make sure the word gets spread by leaving a good rating and a five-star review if you enjoyed this podcast. We will see you next time.